Welcome to the Osue Ibar Podcast. Yes, 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 and yes. Welcome back to the Josue Bar Podcast. It is good to be back with you guys. Happy Wednesday. It is an amazing day. If you guys are new to this podcast, remember, it is our goal that we want to help you execute your call. And so that's with uh, sharing words, that's with sharing testimonies, that's with sharing amazing stories to encourage you in getting the job done. So um, again, we're going to post every Monday, uh, Monday and Wednesday. Man, I can't talk today. It's all good. Monday and Wednesdays. Uh, Mondays you'll hear from me. Wednesdays you'll hear from my amazing team. And uh, the next person up today for you guys is Chandra Sane. She's a stinking boss. So you definitely want to check this out. Put that podcast, if you guys are fast listeners, put it at a 1.0 speed. You don't want to miss what she has to say. So anyways, Chandra, go ahead. Give them heaven. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be sharing. And it's really funny because um, Josue prayed to kick off this session. And I think I might just teach on something completely different than I thought I was going to just a second ago. Uh, But I want to share a little bit. Actually, the Lord has been speaking to me a lot uh, about a lot of different things. And um, I just had the honor of ministering at Freedom Church, shameless plug, um, just recently. It was, it was amazing. And just even the things that the Lord was showing me in the, the moments of ministry was, was awesome. Um, but even the whole week leading up to that, I had just been praying a lot. I had just been really... Um, just seeking the Lord and more than seeking him for a message, really just that my heart would be like his heart and that my eyes would see the things uh, beyond the natural and in the supernatural, that my ears would be in tune and inclined to his voice and that uh, just all of those things that I would be speaking his words and that I would be um, just hearing him clearly. And I think that's a good prayer. And, and it's crazy, too. I think sometimes there's things in our lives that push us into um into maybe more of a seriousness of seeking God. Um, you know, and it's, and it's crazy because just a few months ago, um, maybe a year ago, but, but really I was reminded of how serious in some parts of the United States and even areas across the world are still being impacted by the COVID, um, epidemic and then the pandemic and things like that, that, Um, I think sometimes we're so quick to forget. And, you know, in the midst of all of that, the Lord had given even Josue a word. And and he was sharing, I think it was out of Hebrews, but that the Lord is really, he's the one who's shaking things. And I believe the Lord is stirring up his body to just rise up and stand up. And, you know, the Lord was sharing so much with me in my own heart. And I think the most powerful prayer and the scariest prayer sometimes can say, Lord, search my heart. God, is there anything, you know, in, in Hebrews, it says, is there anything, any unbelief or evil hiding in my heart? And, and if it's hiding in your heart, that means it's hiding. And maybe that we don't know that it's there. Um, and I think I just been praying, Lord, I want to continue to grow. I want to continue to, um, be stronger and and I want to be all in in whatever it is that we are facing today as the body of Christ and as your church and it's so crazy too because um you know 
that was one of the things I was going to share on was just standards and even how our standard of life will change. You know, that's one thing that Paul talks about, about how we live our lives. He said, if you're not doing something, you know, you should be doing that to you is sin. And I don't know the reference. I think that's in Corinthians somewhere, maybe in James. I'm not sure. But if you, um, and if you're, you're, vice versa, whichever is the opposite of what I just said. If you know what to do and you're not doing it, that to you is sin. But if you know what not to do and you're doing it, that to you is sin. So there's personal convictions that the Lord gives us and there's things that he puts in our hearts um, that we might not even know the reason of. And that's okay. I think, you know, for Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, why? Lord, why would you need me to sacrifice my own son? Well, that's not for you to figure out. But if the Lord's asking me to do something, I trust that he's a good God. I trust that it is in my best interest, in everyone's best interest. When God moves, it's to um, sometimes tighten things up and make things better, but it's, it's in the benefit of everyone. And I just believe the Lord has been doing this across the board. Um, I've listened to some different ministers and even in some different local churches, I've just heard some people sharing things and it's, it's similar. I believe the Lord is really tightening up his body. And, um, you know, just to be super honest, I don't know how to minister without being transparent, but, um, Sometimes I just tell on myself all the time, but but this past week or this past few weeks or month, I don't really know how long, you know, one of the main things that the Lord had been showing me was truly living in unity. And one of the things that I believe, you know, I've heard people say, um, maybe they were talking about marriage or something. You don't really know. Um, you don't really know if you're submitted or one to another until you disagree. You don't really know if you're in unity until something comes up that maybe we don't have the same opinion on or maybe we don't have the same thoughts on. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times in relationships, um, after a little bit wears off, after the new wears off and after the excitement wears off a little bit, you know, you get close enough to start to see people's weaknesses and you get close enough to start to see or reveal your own weaknesses. And, um, you know, one of the things that, um, that the Lord has just been showing me, and it's so funny too, because I said this in my message, um, it, the, the Lord had been showing me about, I, I read in the message some, I don't really read in it. I listen in the message and all my devices are dead. So I don't know that I can be referencing, but maybe I would just encourage you guys to go um, read that for yourselves and reference that. But, you know, I was listening in 1 Corinthians and even just in the very beginning of it, Paul is exhorting them and he's encouraging them. And he's saying, man, you guys are amazing. You are children of God. That means you're perfect in his sight. And that's true. And I think... Um, it's a really powerful thing that we can encourage each other. But right then he turns around, he says, I really have to warn you guys about something. I'm hearing there's division. I'm hearing that, that you guys aren't getting along um, in every area. And I, I'm hearing these things. And then I think there's another scripture I was listening to, even in, um, even in Hebrews, where he was talking about... Um, he was talking about getting along with one another. And in James, he says, do the hard work of loving one another and getting along with one another. And so it's not always easy. And I think that's what, um, you know, if, if we're in the body of Christ and we all believe in Jesus, that means we should all just get along and it's supposed to be easy. 
ah, he just doesn't promise that in his word. And it's so funny. I just flipped to this scripture looking for another scripture. But if you want to reference that uh, in Hebrews, it's 3, um, 12. In the Passion, it says, search your hearts every day, my brothers and sisters. That's every day. Make sure that none of you has evil or unbelief hiding within you, for it will lead you astray and make you unresponsive to the living God. This is the time to encourage each other to never be stubborn or hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So this is the time to encourage one another. And I just want to read, um, you know, uh, I was reading this the other day because, again, the Lord was showing me this for me. Really, and and so when I was preparing to minister, there was so many things that the Lord was showing me that was not for my min- not not for me to maybe say from a stage, but I believe He was just tightening some things up in my heart and just reminding me of some things. And really, the fun stuff He was correcting me honestly. Um, and and I in Hebrews twelve in the message it talks about how his discipline and his correction it's it's out of love and it's training and it's normal and we are thankful when our own parents correct us and you know we're grown up and we're not brats still thinking that we can just do whatever we want but um, but just knowing that um, yeah knowing that a good parent a good father he's going to correct us because he wants us to grow up strong um you know in first john it says they're going to know each other by the love they or they're going to know you that we're christ followers by the love that we have in our hearts for one another and so i was just um i think i was just meditating on all this stuff and really just trying to take in lord forgive me for the areas that i've been selfish and i've been self-centered and i have not been loving people well in my life or i've actually maybe not been in unity perfectly with other people or maybe i've been jealous or maybe i've just been irritated or maybe i've just been frustrated or it, it could be all of these things because the truth is it's it's not easy to live in a community where you're just together all the time and doing everything together um, sometimes it's easier to not be plugged in in your local church. Sometimes it's easier to not be plugged in where everybody knows what you're walking through and everybody sees what you're going through. And so it's easier to go from conference to conference or from church service to church service and get just close enough, but not actually have accountability in your life. And, um, that's just not, that's not God's best for us. Um, and I wish I had the message to read a few things, but I would just encourage you guys, um, not even to just read out of the message, but, but go find some of these things and, and maybe even meditate. I'm going to read out of first Corinthians 13, um, which is so funny because a lot of people start in verse four and they start and then they end in verse, you know, eight ish, but I'm going to read the whole thing and, um, just hang with me. And this is in the passion again, if anybody's offended by that. It just doesn't bother me, so I'm sorry. Don't don't take it. Don't pick up the offense. Take off the offense hat. So I'm going to start in um I'm going to start in the first verse. It says, If I were to speak with eloquence in earth's many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I didn't express myself with love, my words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging cymbal. And if I were to have the gift of prophecy, oh my gosh, 
I couldn't tell you. I think the times we have the biggest church services, the biggest conferences I see, the prophet is in the house. People are so attracted to that gift. People want to hear what the Lord is saying. And, and the gift of prophecy is a powerful thing. But if I were to have the gift of prophecy with a profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and I possessed unending supernatural knowledge, if I had the greatest gift of faith that could move mountains, but I never learned to love, then I am nothing. If I were to be so generous as to give away everything I own to feed the poor and offer my body to be burned as a martyr without the pure motive of love, I would gain nothing of value. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love, love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up. And love never stops loving. And there's so much, obviously, that could be unpacked in that. Um... But it's safety. Love is a place of safety. It extends beyond the it extends beyond the gift of prophecy. And this is crazy, which eventually fades away. It is more enduring than tongues, which will one day fall silent. Love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. Our present knowledge and our prophecies are but partial. And that's what the Lord was showing me. It doesn't when love's perfection arrives. The partial will fade away. So when love is perfected in us, this is pretty, this is pretty strong. Prophecy, we don't need it. Tongues, we don't need them. Words of knowledge, we don't need them. When love is perfected, we don't need all of these other things. We need the other things because love's not perfected in us yet. So we still do get offended and we still do get irritated and we still do walk in jealousy sometimes and we still do have guilt or shame and we still do get down and take failure as defeat and we're down and we need somebody to come along and encourage us. But when love is perfected, we don't even need those other gifts. They're partial. Those are partial things. Love is the love is the the fullness of what the body of Christ has to be walking in. Paul, I think in every single one of his letters to every church somewhere, he talks about the importance of love, that love is everything. And if we're not loving each other, we are literally nothing. <laughs> I mean, there would be no there's no point if we're not walking in love. And love, again, you could go back to what is love. Well, it's a verb. It's an action. It's not a feeling. It's not a, because I'm telling you, man, there are some days I do not feel like loving anybody. I don't feel love all over. But the discipline of being now mature in Christ, growing in Christ, man, we have to fight for unity. We have to, it's so, I think it's so easy to say, man, we fight for unity. We fight for unity. And then something comes along that I don't like. And well, am I, am I really going to fight for that unity? I'm just going to finish. Um, I'm just going to finish this, this chapter really quick, man. When love's perfection arrives, the partial will fade away. When I was a child, I spoke about childish matters for I saw things like a child and I reasoned like a child, but the day came when I matured and I set aside my childish 
ways. For now we see but a faint reflection of riddles and mysteries, as though reflected in a mirror, but one day we will see face to face. My understanding is incomplete now. Paul, that's Paul talking. We think we have it all figured out. But one day I will understand everything just as everything about me has already been fully understood. That's a whole thing there. Until then, there are three things that remain. Faith, hope, and love. Yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. Man, it's... It is everything. Love is everything. And, and again, um, I'm going to share one quick picture because, again, talking about unity or talking about love or talking about trust or talking about any of these things. You know, there was, there was a time that I was, um, before I had a full-time job or anything like that, I was still in college and I would travel back and forth and um, I went, I went home to Oklahoma to work at a fireworks stand in the summertime. And then um, I was staying with my grandma and she lives like 30, uh, 30 minutes out of town. And I just decided that morning, it was before I was driving home, I was just going to stop by the, uh, the church that I grew up in there in, in Oklahoma. And it was so crazy because there was, um, it was uh, the pastor there. His son was actually ministering. And and I believe that was so God because this story has stuck with me forever. I mean, it is it is such a powerful analogy. And, um, you know, again, I'll just start here. So there was a tightrope walker and he was the best of the best of the best. And he was just getting more and more daring. It's like the safety nets were gone and, and people, it started attracting a crowd. And at one point he was starting to kind of go across small canyons and things like that. And um, finally he went to a huge canyon. This was something that had never been done before. And people, um, and there were so many people there to watch. And he he went all the way across and he came all the way back and the people were going nuts. Like they were just in awe of what he just did. They saw it with their own eyes. They were seeing just the talent and the gift in this guy. And he said, do you guys believe that I could go all the way across and back with a a wheel barrel? Talking fast to get tongue tied. And they said, yeah, yeah, we believe, we believe. They're all cheering him on. And he goes all the way across and all the way back with a wheelbarrow. And then he says, do you guys believe I could do this with some weight in here, like a sack of potatoes or a couple sacks of potatoes? Yeah, we think you can do it. We believe you can do it. We just, I mean, they just saw it. This dude go across. They, they see the gift and the talent and the skill this guy has. And they're just cheering him on. He goes all the way across and he comes all the way back with the potatoes in there. And they are just going crazy. And he says, do you guys believe I could do this with a real human? And they are like, of, yeah, of course you could. You're the real deal. We just watched you go all the way across with some potatoes. Of course you could do it with a real human and a person. Whoa, that's amazing. They're cheering him on. We believe, we believe you can do it. And he said, okay, who wants to get in? And then nobody raised their hand. Because that's the thing, right? They saw him do it and they believed he could. But there's a difference now in saying, I'm fighting for unity. There's a difference now in saying, yeah, yeah, I'm going to walk in love. But wait, you're asking me to actually do it? You're asking me to 
asking me to lay down my own life or even the thought of my own life and get in this thing myself, man, we don't know if we're in unity until we're tempted to not be in unity and we're choosing to be in unity. We don't know if we're really trusting God until until we have to get in. Now this is my entire life and I'm putting it in your hands. You mean I have to walk in love? And, and I believe the Lord is saying, surrender all. This is, this is what I really talked about a little bit, um, you know, uh, Saturday at Freedom Church. But we've got to surrender. We've really got to lay down our lives. And that's the only, that's, that's the only thing, right? That at this point, what else is there for us? We could be in heaven living a perfect life with Christ. And he's saying, no, I have a purpose for you on this earth. And one of the main things he says is love one another. He's saying they are going to know me by your love for one another. So I just want to encourage you, man, if you're not in a local church, uh, we always give shameless plugs for Freedom Church. I don't care if it's Freedom Church or not. You need to plug in somewhere and get a community around you. And then when you get a community around you, maybe you even have a community and it's just people you're around every day and you do life with. And I would just challenge you, what does that look like to really love and to really go all out and really prefer others first and the Lord has been dealing with me on this huge and so I'm not saying this to somebody to try to just correct them even though it might be because this is just what the Lord has been putting in my heart and I believe if we are not willing to be in unity we're not willing willing to lay down our lives for one another and we're not willing to prefer others first and walk in love there's there's no there's no other point it, it's the hard work of doing that. You know, in the message again, in First Peter, it says, love one another like your lives depended on it. And it is, this is our livelihood. This is our mission and commission now from Christ. There's a reason and a purpose for our lives here on earth. And if we want to reach this world who is hurting and dying and lost, and they have no clue what love really is but if we can walk in love first towards one another and really draw this is supposed to be attractive to the unbelievers this is supposed to be something that they look at and that they come to there's it is the religious people who who um came against Jesus. It wasn't the unbelievers. The sinners loved him. They were looking for that. People are looking for this love and acceptance, and we've got to be able to walk in it towards one another. And I know it's been a little bit. I'm probably a little over time. And thank you guys for listening. I'm just sharing my heart. These are things the Lord has been showing me and correcting me on, and I am striving to be walking in love and preferring others first. I'm just going to pray and then close this out. So Lord, I just thank you. Thank you for the opportunity that I have even here to just share what you've put on my heart. Thank you, Lord, for every person who is listening or has been listening or is going to listen to this. Um, I just bless them, God. I just I just thank you, Father, that you're calling us higher as, as your body and as your church. I thank you, Lord, that we're answering the call. We're preferring each other, Lord. I thank you, God, we really do trust you and, and surrender our lives and say whatever you have for me, God. I just, I'm going to run after it with everything. And so I just thank you, God, that every person who listens to this would actually be encouraged and actually be inspired to go do something, go out of their way to serve someone else and love someone else and choose to walk in unity and peace with, with the people in their lives. And I love you. I bless every person who's listening to this. In Jesus' name, amen. 
All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that message. Again, if you want to get the most out of this podcast, you got to date us. What does that mean? Uh, DM us any questions or any thoughts that you have, and we'd be more than happy to connect with you. But DM us at Hosui Bar Podcast on Instagram, and we'd love to connect. All right. A is for apply. Again, you're not going to go anywhere. Uh, doesn't matter what you listen to, what book you read, what your mentor said, or what you journaled. If you don't put action behind it, so apply, apply, apply. T is for teach. Another way of learning is teach it. And the way you can teach that is either by sharing this podcast, writing a review on it, or telling a friend about it. Lastly, partner with us and help us get exposure. Best way you can do that again is by rating and leaving a review or sharing on social media. We appreciate you. Love you. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.